Sean, I think you have a crumb in your beard. Like, where? Oh no, I have uh, to find I think, myself. I think you got it. I'm yeah, you got it. Oh, it was some leftover donut. Okay. Um, nom, 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 nom. I would have been staring at that the entire time. Like, I would have clicked to your face on Hangouts just to stare at it the entire time. Thank. I appreciate you telling me about it, <laughs> not just staring at me with a fucking crumb on my face this whole time. That would have been fucking weird. Yeah. Like the uh, Austin Powers mole bit. Where yes. It's like crummy, yeah. crummy, 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 crummy. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. Trust the process. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hello. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Patterson Avenue, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Buenos dias. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Where's Not Patterson much. Avenue? <laughs> Uh, it's outside of uh, the Wells Fargo Center. It's yeah. like a uh, Patterson and Broad, like right outside the the arenas. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know where yeah, that yeah. is. Then. Yeah, I was pumped because Six has just signed a new general manager, and he's pretty awesome. So I'm I'm pumped about them again, even though they've been a shit product and their owners are still garbage. But uh, is, I, I saw you say that 2020 is going to be the year of the process again, or something like it's that. It's back. Well, the, 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 <laughs> so what happened was they hired so. Long story short, on the Sixers, years and years ago, the reason that trucks to process came into the the uh, the lexicon is because their owner, uh, the owner GM Sam Hinkie, uh, was a big proponent of essentially uh, bottoming out as a team and acquiring a whole bunch of draft assets to rebuild the team instead of just being mediocre every year. Mm-hmm. And what that entailed was several years of the team being atrocious. Mm-hmm. And the saying became, and it wasn't even him that came up with it; it was one of his players came up with it, was trust the process. Like you got to trust the process and. You know, understand that we're going to go through all this so the team will eventually be really good someday. Um, Hinky got fired, uh, <laughs> or excuse me, he 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 didn't get fired. He was forced out essentially, like after two and a half years. Like he, uh, under some nefarious circumstances, he was eventually forced to resign. Um, but this past week, uh, the Sixers just hired uh, a gentleman by the name of Daryl Morey, who is uh, Sam is Daryl Morey's protege. So basically, they hired like super Sam Hinky to be their new GM. <laughs> Uh, a guy who's actually had an immense amount of success. And then after that, uh, Sam Hinkie, who never gives interviews, went on like a two-hour interview with ESPN earlier this week. So I'm like, Daryl Morey got hired. Sam Hinkie's back in the press. The process is back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so that's the long story short. So the Sixers are uh, are back in my good graces for a limited time until Josh Harris does something stupid again, like continue to try and build an arena on the waterfront or something. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, so this is the first episode that we have done since the election. And uh, as you guys know, we record our episodes three at the time, so we don't know what happened in the election. So, But I think it is important for us to, to recount. Oh, boy, I can't believe that guy did it. Let me tell you. <laughs> he pulled it out. Can you believe when that thing happened? <laughs> well, depending on the winner, he probably did pull it out at some point. Hey. <laughs> well, listen, we don't know what where they both have kids. Stands. Clearly, yeah. they both pulled it out at some yeah, point. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, bad joke. <laughs> pulled it out. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the gentle listeners, about life, 
the universe and everything. And we do it while enjoying a delicious beverage, usually a glass of rosé. Except for today, because we're doing a brosé brunch again. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air while sipping on some delicious rosé or a comparable beverage, uh, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Before we get to those questions, let's talk about what we're drinking real quick. Uh, Rich, what do you have in your cup today? So I was drinking a spiked hot chocolate, but I finished that. So now I am drinking Rosa, a, uh, a rosé from Alba Vineyard. It is in Finesville, New Jersey, which I did not realize this was a local wine. It is fruity and really good. Um, mm. I don't know the ABV, though, so I'm kind of afraid of it. Uh-oh. I can't find it on the bottle. But usually <laughs> the ones that are... cashier like, for Rrr. details? Yeah. <laughs> usually the ones that are, like, super fruity are, act, are like, mm. higher value. They're sneaky. Yeah, so like I'm scared of it, so I'm gonna try to take my time with this. But it's that's, something that's like I when you see like seafood drink. on the menu at a restaurant, and it's always like market price, and it's just like <laughs> you know that means it's like sixty dollars an ounce or something. Yeah. Like yeah, you're gonna get, exactly. get wrecked by it. So be careful. Exactly. Be careful. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Bila Holt, which is from Roussillon, and it's pretty good. It's kind of a uh, it's tart. It's like a it's like citrusy, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's good, A plus. And wait, no, that's too much. A plus, <laughs> absolute, absolute B, absolute B. Very, it's very good, but not an A plus. <laughs> a plus. Yeah, we're just I, handing them out. Full, full disclosure: I hadn't eaten anything before our first episode, and I drank a significant amount of this yeah. bottle. <laughs> yeah. Woo! So I'm feeling uh, great. Tim, what are you drinking? This lovely brose. Now it's an afternoon. Yeah, uh, I'm very over the sparkling pink lemonade that I was drinking, so back on that Wawa lemon iced tea, baby. Hey, Here yeah. we go. And you took off your year uh, unicorn outfit. That's a bummer. Yeah, it gets warm. I'm a, I'm a warm guy. I'm not you know, meant to have long sleeves and be fully encased in one item of clothing. Yeah. Dude, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hear that. But the the head's right here. I'll just put them on my shoulder. He'll, there we go. Just hey, hang buddy. out. Ah, fuck. Do you give him a name? Uh no. Hor- what should I name him, guys? He's an angry. He's a little angry. He's got angry eyes. So like Hor- Horace. Horace. <laughs> yeah. Hor- I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like Horace. Horace. No, I'm gonna go with Charlie the Unicorn. Uh, he bites fingers. Uh, you are the, the president, unicorn. so you have yeah. unilateral <laughs> naming naming rights. Even if you're also uh, actively my executive privilege, also actively triggering one of our our best listeners by reminding him of the Charlie the Unicorn bit from like 15 years ago. I had to do that multiple times last night. People Charlie. were just like, oh, Charlie. Like, oh, they took my kidney. We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> I uh, I don't think I've ever actually watched that entire video. Uh, it's That's fine. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, you simply don't need to do that. Uh, I am continuing to drink Kahlua and coffee, and uh, if you're interested in the type of coffee, it's a mix of Wegmans Regular and Wegmans Decaf, uh, because I just dumped a little, I, I knew I was going to want some Irish coffees today, but I didn't want to just load up on caffeine and go crazy at two o'clock in the afternoon, so uh, so I, I cut it with some decaf, uh, so I, it's a very old man thing to do, just like be like, I'm going to cut the caffeine in half, you know, so, so but the Kahlua and coffee is quite good. Um, they try this like a Colombian or something else, like a little bit richer. But, I uh, but yeah. I get I get the Colombian blend, and I I drink that 
with just honey, no cream, and it's so good. I like Colombian coffee is really good. I, I'm a big fan. The Cuban roast at Wawa is still my favorite of the Wawa coffees. Uh, that like really dark, just like slightly sweet kind of kind of taste to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan of that. And I think that Kahlua would work really well with the darker coffee. But uh, but as it stands, still a great uh, brunch beverage. Yes. Now, Timmy. Yeah. How are how are you and Charlie hanging in there right now? Uh, we're doing great. We're we're uh, we're ready for questions if you guys are. Okay, we're that's ready. good. That's good. Well, because you have the second round of questions. Uh, yes, and I love this first question, <laughs> and I'm going to read this verbatim. So, uh, how's it going? How how you holding up? Do you need anything? <laughs> I I appreciate this question. Mm-hmm. So much. It's nice to get checked in on every yeah. so often. And I'm, I'm scrolling down as a follow-up to that question. The second one is, uh, and uh, how's it hanging? <laughs> <laughs> I, because I will be anybody who follows my Twitter knows that I was going through it this week. I've been going through it the past couple of weeks. Um, candidly, I had two people in my life pass away over the past three weeks. Uh, over the past month, I had lost my job, got a job, found out I was getting paid the same. Became a temporary dog parent for a week, and then it became became a temporary dog parent for almost a month, and then gave the dog back. And now I've just been going through it up and down all over the place the past month. That I appreciate being asked this question so much. <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay today. Thank you. I'm doing fine. Sean, how are you doing? What's up? Uh, today? Doing okay. Uh, yeah. I had a kind of a rough day yesterday, but uh, in general, I've been doing very well. Uh, the medicine that I take has been helping tremendously. I feel pretty good all of the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I don't think I need anything right now, but I do appreciate uh, I appreciate the question. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's yeah. good. Tim? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So uh, I'm things- oh, fine, man. <laughs> Why do you ask? Uh, all things considered, uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Definitely still have a headache, but it's not as bad as it has been over the past couple weeks. So I take that as a win, and I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a new friend who happens to be a unicorn. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's cool. I love new friends. Uh, What's going on with his eyes? He's got one uh, uh, up eye and one down eye. <laughs> No, they're both up. He's just oh, okay. He's angled down. Okay. He's <laughs> he's angry. He's got he's got angry eyes. <laughs> so so you you and your buddy are doing okay. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I need a new head. That's what I need. New head. <laughs> new brain. Yeah. New brain. Just got a, a lobotomy. Swap it out. Just do a hot a swap. They do they do they do brain transfers on uh, soap operas all the time. I'm sure they can do one in real life. Yeah. Rather have uh, a bottle in front of me than have yeah, a for it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, Matt, All right. Matt, how's it going? How are you holding up? Yeah, man. Do you yeah, need here's anything? The deal. So here's the deal. I'm I'm aight. Uh, my my wife's job has been uh, wilder over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so that is is uh put some extra, extra strain on on her especially, but the, but the two of us just because you know she's out of the house a little bit more, and so I'm I'm sort of. Uh, on my own in in the home, which is fine. Um, so ultimately, I'm fine. It's hard. I would say the biggest thing is like trying to avoid the negative feedback loop because there's so much craziness going on. In addition to 
just your normal like day to day stresses and everything like that. And I think this is something that a lot of people hopefully can, can relate to is like the normal stuff doesn't go away. So like if like your job is stressing you out or if like, uh, you know, there's some other, you know, anxiety piece in your life like that doesn't go away just because there's, you know, the pandemic and there's all the social change and there's an election and everything like that. And so it almost feels like there's no respite at times. Like there's no, there's no, uh, borrow a word. There's no safe space. There's no, uh, there's no like place that you can just be like, I'm just going to relax for a bit. So you sort of have to take those spots when you can get them. And I- I'm generally okay. The one thing I found is, uh, so I have a lot of uh, time off saved up because our, our time off does not roll over at my particular job. And so uh, usually we use our time off to travel places, but I <laughs> can't do that this year. So, uh, so, uh, I just had a bunch of time saved up and I'm just taking random, so I have, I have Monday off, which is like a random day, but like, it, nice. I'm like, so, but all day yesterday I was like, yo man, I got three day weekend. I'm going to be able to stay up and watch the Eagles game on Sunday night. I'm going to have Monday to just like, you know, sleep in a little bit, get some stuff done around the house and relax. Like it's sort of power. Like the mental health day is nice, but like the run up to the the mental health day is almost as nice because it's like it's like that's your your oasis a little bit. Like that's your oh man, like I just there's this little reward, this little nugget waiting for me at the end of like a stressful and, and tiring mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So ultimately, uh, okay, okay, all things considered, been better, been worse, and uh, I think I think that's sort of the best you can hope for nowadays. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I uh I totally agree with that mental health day and I wish I could take one. I think that's what makes it harder for me right now is because of this whole transfer process from the point that we found out in October that my company was shutting down, we weren't allowed to take time off unless it was already pre-approved. And now because I'm technically starting a new job, I can't take any time off until January or February after my 90 days. Do you get a uh, federal holidays off? Uh, we do get federal holidays off, and they originally weren't going to pay us for it because of new hires, but they have determined they will pay us for it, which is nice. Good. So get ready so, for that random Wednesday off uh, for Veterans Day in a couple oh, of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have <laughs> the to worst see possible get... placement for a holiday. <laughs> yeah, I have to see if we actually get that day off. I can't remember if they said we do or not, hmm. but um, yeah, it, it sucks because like I do want those days off. I want to be able to take the twelfth and thirteenth off for the PlayStation Five, and I just can't. And I just that that's mm. probably one of the harder parts right now. Not be able to get that time away from the office. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though the office is my living room. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I still like to say that like time out of the office. <laughs> like, how's the job? How's it? How's the yeah. you know? I still put up my. I will be out of the office from on Monday. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Even though I'm like, I won't be going upstairs on Monday, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> November second. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it, it sort of it adds to the separation of your home from. Uh, from your workspace, even though there's it's a, a shrinking divide. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Everybody, anybody else got a, any other uh, personal checkups, feelings, yeah. anything like that? No. But it's nice. It's nice to have. Yeah. Everyone should check in on their friends every once in a while. It's yes. nice to ask. It's nice to take stock. It's nice to ask yourself. Like, just take stock of your own. Like, take a minute to, like, you know, either whether it's like you want to go full out, like mindfulness meditation or anything like that. Like, do a body scan, or if you just want to be like, I'm just gonna relax. Like, just chill and and give myself a five minute reward by like listening to a song that I really like or something. Like, mm-hmm. just just small stuff. Small stuff. Yeah. Make sure to uh, take take care of y'all. Take care of y'all. Yeah. Timmy, what do we got next? Next question. If you could suddenly learn to speak any language fluently, which would you pick? Submitted by Grace Riley. 
Japanese. I've always wanted to learn, um, and I feel like I might be able to pick it up a little bit easier because of all the anime I watch, but I just, <laughs> I've never gotten around to trying it and doing it. Hmm. Latin. I, Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the root of all languages, so... The root yeah. of all the romance languages uh, <laughs> allows you to... It, it, it lends certainly a little bit of like the the, the snobbish uh, a douchebag element to my personality that I've been looking to work in there a little bit more. Uh, yep. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, serious answer. I'll say I'll say Mandarin because I, I think Mandarin is going to become more and more important as as time goes on, uh, and it's already wildly important to know now. So I'll, I'll go with Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Timmy? I don't know. I was going to say Japanese and then I was thinking Mandarin before you said that depending on like which country do I think which do I think would be more effective in uh, people I have to communicate with on a regular basis or work with. Right. Um, I don't give an, I don't care enough about French so I'm not going to do that even though my company is owned by a bunch of French people. <laughs> um they can learn to speak English. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, jeez. The, the rare uh, learn to speak English, but for French speakers. <laughs> yeah, right. My, uh, side note, it is very fun when, uh, because we deal with plastic sheets, um, when one of them like gets the pronunciation wrong, it's just like, so what, what is happening on the shit? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, or like yeah. the way it comes across sounds like they're saying shit instead of sheet i'm just like yeah. yes <laughs> one of the what is I this work... sheet <laughs> and one of the guys i work with is uh we have a monthly call and he is very cognizant that that is something that he does sometimes and like he will stop himself and i'll just be like alish just say it i i know what you want to say i'm not gonna make fun of you just go for it i'm the only one here <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but, <laughs> but I don't want to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you would, uh, you would go uh, with. Uh, I'm gonna go with German. German. Ooh, Ooh okay. Yeah. Very severe. Dark horse. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Um, I'm gonna go with Spanish, just so I can yeah. speak with people in our country. Immensely or, practical. Yeah, just a practical answer. I can speak French a little bit. So that I don't I don't like learning if I could just wake up and speak French that would just be like now I've mastered the language that I could already like two quarters one half right. speak that, right, that yeah. I could passively get by with exactly yeah. so it's not that's not super helpful to me but Se- Spanish several, like, I don't Jama- really know anything several like Jamaican or Caribbean islands that you're now going to be like nailing yeah. as far as <laughs> it's like haha surprise I know how to speak this now yeah uh, but yeah Spanish is a good one huh. Spanish and Mandarin going to be uh the languages of the future yep yeah 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 any other uh any other thoughts languages you could wake up tomorrow and learn how to speak I, my my secondary i i was thinking about this i wouldn't mind i think it's pronounced uh casa or like it's the african language um i can't remember it uh I don't know. trevor noah speaks it because he's he's from south africa south africa yeah it's not afrikaans is it no it, it, it Afri- it's I, it's pronounced like uh I can't remember how it's pronounced. It it has like a slight N on the beginning of it. Uh, Nafrikaans. Wait, <laughs> Tonga? Tonga? 
Uh, I, I think it's like. I don't know, but it's just Is seems it? super unique enough to where I, I would I would like to like learn how to speak that, even though, mm. again, similar to like learning Mandarin or Japanese, it's not really something I'd probably ever use. But it's just something that like well, part of it's like a, of you get some utility yeah. out of enjoying speaking the language that you speak and just enjoying yeah. Yeah, the the way the words flow and everything. So I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, doesn't always have to be like what you're going to get the most utility out of. Yeah, exactly. He speaks. Um, he Trevor Noah speaks seven languages. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. speaks English, wow. Afrikaans, Zulu, Zosa, Swana, Songa, and some German. It's 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 the Zosa because that's spelled with like an X, but I think yeah. it's X-H-O-S-A. pronounced H O S A. I think the X H is actually mm. like a C K type noise. Like a I think okay. you're right. Kosa. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to say that I have no idea how to pronounce any of these mm-hmm. and would love to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, what is our next question? Our next question is: What will we replace handshakes with? What will we replace handshakes with in the future? I fist bump everybody all day long. Yeah. Fist it's... bumping the 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 plant manager just like sent me over the moon that day. That was, that <laughs> that was my highlight of the day. Yeah, yeah fist bumps are good. It's gonna be fist bumps or like the. <laughs> like, that takes too long. I, I, no, I don't think so. Every, everybody know. learns like a different bizarre shake, like when you yeah. hit a home run in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, everybody, everybody's got like double guns, you know, shuffling your hips. Like everybody's yeah. got a different thing. Yeah, I think. Well, I think like people are doing the elbows right now, but like you're getting too close to me. Seems I way need, too much effort. Yeah, yeah, I need that like three to four foot distance that a handshake provides. So a fist bump, I think, is the closest. Yeah, that or like. um I got a, a, a more acknowledging head nod or head bow, like. Oh, that's a good pick. I didn't even think about that. Mm. Yeah, because I'm that's... xenophobic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an element of that. Like, there's no real reason for it for me to have an aversion to that, but there is something. Like, it's like a like a five percent lizard brain in my head that I'm like, I don't know, like <laughs> doing bowing. A bow. Yeah. How, how dare I? Why don't we just like, go around apologizing for America then? <laughs> like, but like, I mean, we I, probably should. I, well, I, now yeah, we should. Yeah. But I don't yeah, see it as like a full bow. Like I see it as like a head nod and like upper upper torso, upper body, yeah. like acknowledgement mostly. Yeah. I want everybody to do the the, uh, the finger guns. We could do the finger guns from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I do that across the production floor. People are you. just like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you idiots. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's probably going to be the fist bump or something uh, closely related to that. I I don't know if, you know, I don't know what the, what the future of like handshakes are and everything like that. No, I, I, I think, think it's. Fist bumps are good. I think handshakes are still going to be prevalent. I just think may- maybe people will start carrying those little like bed, ba- like Bath and Body Works, tiny little um, like hand sanitizers. Yeah, yeah. And just like sanitize after they're done. And it won't be yeah. seen as weird yeah. as much. Like, because if right now I shook, I mean, it wouldn't be weird right now. But if in the before times, if I were to shake your hand and then you pulled out Purell and then did that, I'd be like, oh, we got a germaphobe on our hands. Yeah. But now if you were to do that, I'd be like, we have a responsible adult on our hands. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. responsible human being. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Look exactly. at this man prioritizing people's health and safety over others. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's some good variations, but mm-hmm. fist bump seems like the way to go. Uh, any other ideas or shall we move on? We can move on. Mr. Hansen, what do we got next? Uh, we have, 
If you discovered a new planet, what would you name it? Submitted by Grace Riley. Gross. You're gonna name it Gross Riley. It's Gross Riley. Oh yeah. It's the name of the planet. Gross Riley. All one word. No spaces. Gross Riley. It would be Gross, comma Riley because it's gonna be a sci-fi pronunciation of it. Oh yeah. There's an apostrophe in there. Uh, I have to go with the uh, Titan AE answer of Bob. Uh, <laughs> Planet Bob. Yeah. <laughs> just because, like, I, you have to. You just have to call it Bob. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think no. I do. <laughs> Jupiter. I'm gonna call it Jupiter. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's done already, Matt. You sure? Uh, no, nope. never been done. No, because okay. I want. I want. I just want to you know, every. You know, so was it the uh, my my mother. My very something mother delivered nine peds. I forget what the accurate the uh, the acrostic is for for remembering the planets. But just throw like another Jupiter in there. <laughs> it's like Jupiter, mm-hmm. uh, Saturn, uh, Neptune, Pluto. Also Jupiter. Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> like just just you know just to, just see, to see if people are paying attention. Yeah. If you if if you really want to be a stickler about it, Jupiter too. <laughs> I do want to be a stickler about it. There you go. <laughs> and it, it's 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 my very excited mother just sent us nine pies. Yeah, so that, that's what I was trying to remember the sentence and then see what I could add uh, at pies. the end. Yeah, justice. Yeah, yeah. Too many justice. Pies. Yeah, just sent us yeah. nine pies. Justice. Yeah, justly. Justice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. So uh, so I would go with Jupiter. Uh, <laughs> We got Bob, we got Jupiter, Gross Riley, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) what's your idea? Uh, It's just going to be Derp. Planet Derp. Planet Derp. Planet Derp. I wonder what the listeners would name a a, uh, a planet, especially uh, Grace Riley. What would you name a planet? Well, unfortunately, there's no way of knowing. Oh, we could actually have them reach out to us on our social media platforms and tell us. Yes. Yeah. Like on uh, Twitter at Brose <laughs> underscore podcast or on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at Brose podcast. I Tell us what you want to name the 10th planet or the 9th planet because we don't have, we only have just, eight now. Or just any planet because it's just a new planet in general. Yeah, it could be the fourth planet. We just have a, another fourth planet or as I call <laughs> it, Jupiter. Uh, uh, Tim, what's our next question? Our next question would be, what's the best comeback you've ever heard? Uh, I 28, so, 28 to three Patriots uh, come back against the Falcons <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I hated it, but it was the best comeback I've ever heard <laughs> and seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, so so what verbally? What's the uh, the best comeback you've ever seen? Um, there's a there's like an old story about Winston Churchill, who some I mean this is like. This is like a lizard brain. I like this is so funny to me when some some woman like said something to him and his response like said something der- derisive to him and his mm-hmm. response was like, "Yeah, but you're very ugly." Or she she called him a drunk. She called him a yeah. drunk. She said, "You you saw a drunk." And he said, "Well, you're very ugly, and tomorrow I'll be sober, but you'll still be ugly." <laughs> <laughs> That's like such a sick burn. <laughs> Excellent. That's good. Dude, like old school politician burns 
are are under yeah. especially like like Churchill I think I think that's not the only one in Churchill's mm-hmm. history but I can't think of any more right now. I in a similar vein I remember there's a story about Calvin Coolidge where he was known for not talking a lot and at a dinner party this woman came up to him at like a White House party and said uh, uh my friend bet me that I, uh, I I bet my friend that I can make you say more than three words tonight and his response was you lose. You lose. And they walked away. <laughs> so, I love I like that, that story. One. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great like good old like old timey like American politics story where you just do stuff like that. Got him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what other good comebacks have there been. That's not really a comeback because she wasn't like insulting him. It was just yeah. like a a good little witty witty uh, yeah. thing. I go ahead. Uh, will you shut up, man? Joe Biden to Donald Trump. Will you just <laughs> shut oh, yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This clown. This clown. Mm-hmm. Um. I also my favorite ever is I know you are, but what am I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm rubber and you're glue. Yeah. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got you gotta gotta love the classics. Oh mm-hmm. my favorite comeback mm-hmm. it was from my alleged sister, Tess Riley. In which <laughs> which was I have feelings and you hurt them. Oh god. <laughs> which is which was we taught which was taught in Cora, which is like a special mm-hmm. one of the special things like in in Catholic mm-hmm. school where there's like an anti-bullying thing. It's okay. to say when someone is bullying you, <laughs> to say I have feelings and you hurt them. Which is like maybe the worst thing to say to a bully. To be like, <laughs> like, be like oh, then I'm digging in. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to beat the shit out of you. How do you feel like, how do you feel about that? It's like God. the worst thing you can say. It, I, it's so funny in a lot of those. I mean, it's not funny, but a lot of those anti-bullying campaigns were like, "How to set you up for more bullying?" <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Not there's one I just remembered um, from the '90s. I want to say in hockey uh, it was Jeremy. I think it was Jer- Jeremy Roenick was talking trash about Patrick Waugh, the goalie for the uh, for the Avalanche, and. Um, Patrick Watt already, you know, was a multi-time champion and everything like that, well accomplished. But Jeremy Roenick was talking trash about him, and somebody brought it up during a press conference. Patrick Watt says, "I could said I couldn't hear what Jeremy said because I have my Stanley Cup rings stuck in my ears, <laughs> like his two <laughs> Stanley Cup rings." <laughs> it's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Got him. I don't uh, think that's where those go. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but it was, I, 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 I like that one a lot. Um, any other? Any other uh, good comebacks? I liked the Wendy's one. Do you remember when Wendy's, somebody was like, how can you say it's never frozen when you like ship your meat all over that, ship your, ship your meat all yeah. over the country? And they were like, have you never oh. heard of refrigerated trucks? <laughs> like just some <laughs> rando on Twitter. And like, that's, that's one of those things where like, I, I honestly hate corporate Twitter, but I thought that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> just, Wendy's like, Twitter is very funny. Yeah. God. <laughs> I I I googled like best comebacks and it brought me to a, a Pinterest page and one of them was like if someone calls uh no it's you're so ugly really yes good I was trying to look like you today oh uh, yeah damn yeah slam yeah. it's like a well the, it's like a like a good old like schoolyard kind of kind yeah. of talent mm-hmm. um all right shall uh, we move I feel on. Like, I feel like kids are a lot easier coming up with these comebacks, and now that I'm 32 years old, I can't remember them. I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> all, of, all of my comebacks are so like specifically tuned, and then I immediately forget them. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great in the moment, but uh but yeah, it's just sort of fleeting. Uh Tim, what is our next question? Uh next question is what are you completely over and done with? This election cycle. That's uh, well, I'm I mean, completely the, according <laughs> to the, when this releases, the election is over and done with. So Exactly. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done with done it with because it. it is over. Yeah. Tim is Tim is uh, championing himself right now. Because <laughs> I totally meant to do that on purpose. <laughs> what else are you guys oh, over and done with? Um, I'm done. This is like I'm done being. When I was younger, and I think younger people do this a lot, is defining themselves by what they don't like. Like I, I'm over people like shitting on Twilight. I see like like Jacob sent me a a TikTok where this dude was just like it was like things that would be better than having Donald Trump win the election and one of them was like listen like reading the entire Twilight saga and I was like or watching the movies even and I was like my guy they're not that bad like Simmer it's down. like this is like an it's just like such a cold take to be like the thing that you like isn't good and it's like that's a thing for teenage girls and the fact that you a 40 year old man don't like it is just like yeah bud like yeah. obviously not the I target think, audience not yeah we do you, we do a really good job of you know don't yuck we don't like to yuck people's yum on this podcast and it's just like and that's so i'm over the opposite of that where hmm. i don't i'm just so over people being like you know twilight's dumb and like you like children children's music is vapid like i'm over it like mm-hmm. they like it who cares who gives a shit like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just so mm-hmm. done with it mm-hmm. i am over and done with people on twitter or social media uh telling or asking people to imagine things imagine thinking this is a real point imagine this that or the other find another way to come up with your argument man like it's, a, it's like come up with a general counter argument so just like imagine being this dumb imagine being this it's just come on man we've been doing this for years like you come up with another way to dunk on somebody that's not just like imagine this take or imagine what, what if, actually believing this mm-hmm. what if what if they say uh let's just say mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's just say uh, what if they're just asking the questions matt if they're just asking the questions <laughs> like this Shoot is a me. this is a quote tweet you know imagine believing this or imagine being an adult who thinks this like just just like inviting people to dunk on somebody like be better be better about this we've been on twitter now for 15 years or however long it's been since twitter first first hit you know like come up with a different way of doing it it's just so it it, it it turns me off. I don't care if I agree with the fact that this per- that the person that you're critiquing is being an idiot. Just come up with a better way of doing it. I'm tired of seeing it. Like, just I don't know. Like, I, maybe I'm just online too much. But like, the imagine imagine mm-hmm. blank is just mm-hmm. not is 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 it's an cold. immediate. It's cold. It's boring. Uh, and it, sh- it it betrays a complete lack of creativity on your part, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just c- come up with a better way to make your argument. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totes. Uh. Yeah. I'm over and done with um, nerdy things being looked at as childish, i.e. video games, anime, board games, and things like that. Like, I've – a lot of people have 
mocked me, not a lot, but a good number of people have mocked me because I play Dungeons and Dragons. Or people I talked no. <laughs> Yeah. Or people I've talked to online where I'm like, oh, I play a lot of video games, or whatever, and they're like, I don't those things are childish, it's dumb, it's a cartoon, whatever, blah, blah. And I'm like, actually, if if you were to watch some of the anime I do watch, you wouldn't want a child under the age of sixteen to watch some of this. Mm-hmm. Like this is not child material. It's made for a lot of it is made for adults. Like you wouldn't want a child to play Last of Us Two. Like that Probably is not. a that's a brutal game. That's not that childish cool. to play a game like that. So it, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's something coming up with a, an opinion of the medium from like thirty years ago when you know all the stuff was very cartoony and like the most yeah. you know adult thing available as far as video games specifically was like you know Mortal Kombat yeah or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he came with that opinion thirty years ago. Like I think the whole like cartoons and everything are childish things sort of went out the door as soon as the Simpsons became popular. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. but that's still a perception. Like even like my own father for years wouldn't watch the Simpsons cause it's like, it's a cartoon. It's like a kid's thing. And you know, even I could tell as like, you know, a seven or eight year old that like, this is not, you know, I wasn't watching Looney Tunes when I was watching the Simpsons. Uh, yeah. you know, there's something a little different about it. So, uh, hopefully that perception is going away, but certainly there are, uh, yeah. a, it's a decent contingent of people who still believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely it, cold take. Yeah. We're we're done with cold takes at the Brose podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over cold takes. Just yeah, and incidentally, like I've I've heard that take rich from like specific um like some podcasts I listen to that are sports based where they're like, Oh, like they're they're putting an esports uh arena in the casino and like you know, we we've had the esports debate on this show, but they're just like, We're getting all these like, you know, it's all this kids' game stuff in there. I'm like, look, man, I love sports, but you cannot come out here on your sports podcast talking about like baseball and basketball and then also say that like video games and dungeons and dragons and yeah. game of thrones are childish and whatever pre, like you can't pre, do both pretend like it's not exactly the same thing <laughs> exactly like listen man i love fantasy football i love i love playing madden franchise mode guess what madden franchise mode is an rpg like it's 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 an RPG. Yeah. You're building a team and you're assembling a roster and you're progressing players uh, with statistics. You, you gain experience points based on your players' performance every week, just like an RPG. <laughs> like it's it's all you know. It, it it's not exactly the same, but it touches all the same. It touches a lot of the same points. Yeah, like before uh, computers, unless you were playing Second Edition Dungeons and Dragons. Fantasy football had a lot more math than Dungeons and Dragons does. Yeah, you like, calculate the uh, calculate your points out yourself. Yeah, so it's it it's all it can all be looked at as childish, but it's what you like, it's what you want to do. So mm-hmm. it's a different flavor of childish. It just depends mm-hmm. on uh, what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and Tim, don't we you... all just want to be Toys R Us kids? Like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, what uh, did you did you give one, Tim? Yeah, I said the the political the election, the election, okay, the, the yeah, election yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is which is absolutely fair, and hopefully, uh, yeah, I mean. From by the calendar, we are done with it. Uh, we'll see how things shake out in in the real world. But uh, yeah, can't yeah. believe that man won. Yeah, no, Jesus. When that happened, I was just whoof. I did. I definitely away. had feelings about it. I had to sit down for a few minutes to process <laughs> the victory of of that that man and his uh, his his uh, vice president uh, here. Did she. you see his face? Oh my god! Oh, oh my his god. face! Oh boy! His face just like oh boy! It just screamed to me like this moment. <laughs> Uh, what's our next question, Tim? Our next question. What piece of art has had a big impact on you? Oh, um... The Great Red Dragon. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) 
the great red drag. I was gonna say uh chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> work of art. <laughs> uh work of art. Work of art, work of art, work of art. That's had a big impact on you. Um hmm. you know what? I'm gonna say there's an album. Um what's it called? I think it's called like Walk Through Fire by Yola and it was the most recent contemporary country album that's been, that had it has me like you know it's one of those things where like like we were just talking about the cold take is that like all country music is bad mm-hmm. but like that album specifically really hit me in a like an emotional place where I was like this is a very good album and so like it it kind of like opened me up a little bit to be like why people like country music is for stuff like this mm-hmm. it's like i mean obviously people like pop country which is by and large trash but i don't really like pop music either and again if you like that great that's awesome live your live your best life mm-hmm. but like in this i was like oh okay and that got me into like listening to like merle hagger and like there's this dude named yeah or there's a dude named billy strings who does like bluegrass music now that's super good and it's just like that that kind of stuff it's just it's a very recent piece of art that's really kind of opened me up to this whole genre of music that i was really kind of dismissing out of hand without doing my due diligence you mm-hmm. know yeah that's a, that's interesting that. it opens up your whole palette of uh mm-hmm. of what you of what you would listen to and you like listen to that stuff and you're like oh i see where other people that i do like or that i've listened to got this idea from right. like you see there's like the through line of people who like this diverse set of music where it comes from especially if you got introduced you to like yeah you know, like you said like meryl haggard like yeah it's like old school like super influential country artists yeah and you're like oh um, shit and a damn good guitar player mm-hmm. um uh tim what's a piece of art that's influenced you i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was trying to think of an album that like had something just super deep or something like that that I, I could relate to. And the only one I can think of is uh Hoobastank's Every Man for Himself. Mm-hmm. Which whenever when people hear of Hoobastank, either you like the first album or you like uh whatever the reason is on and you only actually know the reason. <clears throat> that would be uh, the album The Reason. Yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Such an overrated album. It's my least favorite of all of theirs. Um but I love I love every man for himself uh, because the the overall and, and it kind of starts out with a joke. Uh, the first track is called the rules, and it's just uh, more or less the the military sergeant, like the drill sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket. No. It's just more or less like tell, telling you you're gonna do what I say. If you there will be no random thoughts in your brain housing group. No random synapses. You weren't born to lead. You were born to follow. And then the very next song is called Born to Lead. Uh. And the entire album is largely about uh, living life for yourself Mm -hmm. and not doing everything based on what other people uh, want you to do. Um, And then at the end, it's also acknowledging that you can, uh, like songs like uh, Say the Same and More Than a Memory, it's song songs that say you're it's okay to reflect on your past your past is still part of who you are you just can't be drowned by it and let everything go 
but you're allowed to feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in high school, that was, that was a big thing for me because I didn't really know who I was. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, this was before I had reconnected with Matt, uh, after hey, not yo. having been in touch for years. So like I was, I was awkward as fuck. And it was very much just like I, I just bounced around and did what other people were doing, kind of, sort of, but also like not. And I was just dejected and felt like because I wasn't interested in what other people were interested in, that I just don't matter. So I didn't have a real high, not that I have a particularly high sense of self now, Aww. but I had an even worse sense of self then. Um, so so this, this album was uh, a lot for me and helped amp me up. That's good. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, music especially, like I think, has that influence when you're at your lowest points in in life, where like you look for something to latch onto and either like commiserate with what you're feeling or like to lift your spirits a little bit. Um, and if you got an album like that, like the Hoobastank album that can do both, even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, similarly, I I I have a feeling we're all gonna pick music, uh, just because like I, I like like I acknowledge the the beauty of, of visual art, but it just simply is not something that I'm particularly interested in. Um. And like, there's good books that I've read, and and you know, film and movie and everything like that. But like, music is is sort of the stuff that resonates with with me the most emotionally. Um, and I just, I, I will say, um, as far as an album that's influenced me emotionally, there's sort of a band whose whole body of work does that, and it's a band called Dawes. And I, I was just talking with my brother about this because they just put out an album uh, within the last couple of weeks called "Good Luck with Whatever." And uh, <laughs> a great title, by the way. It's like, good luck with whatever. Uh, and um, <laughs> and um, but they're a band that genuinely I feel like I have grown up with because they their first album as this iteration of the band came out uh, in like 2010, 2011, when I was in my last year of college. And it was an album that album was about um, it was a lot of like youthful exuberance. It was like about, you know early 20s you know young love and like trying to find your place in the world and being like sort of headstrong and 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 wistful and the you know the, the there's a the world is your oyster and you know it's just figuring out your place in it um and every successive album has been these very realistic you know quick portraits and like character sketches of people at that stage of their life so like the next album everybody's a little bit older you know there are people like planning weddings in their songs and like you know there's a lot of of you know good they're very very detailed driven songwriters but in the album they just put out good luck with whatever is very much a song about like being i would say it's called it's about being it's like feeling like you're too old to feel young but too young to feel old like um like there's a lot of songs like there's a, the first song in the album is called still feel like a kid and there's a lot of, it's like you know my back you know, aches in the morning when I wake up, but I still feel like a kid, you know, I still, you know, do like, and it's like just, a, it's just a rattling off of like all these childish things that they, yeah, you know, all these adult things that happen to them, but they still feel like a kid. And there's an out, a song called St. Augustine at night. That's just, you know, you're growing more wistful and like, you know, people, you know, people in your life are growing apart and you're trying, it's like, there's a line, uh, the rest of us, uh, uh, moved on, you know, blamed our husbands and our wives for at, when anyone was asked why they don't call. And it's just like this sort of like very melancholy feeling of like, boy, people are growing apart and growing families and things like that. And it's, it's sad, but it's, it hits you in this particular way because it's like, that's the stage you're at. Like you're, this is an album about being in your thirties. It's an album about growing older. And so it resonates with me in that. So their whole body of work really does that because 
every successive album has just come out at the exact time that I'm experiencing all the emotional things <laughs> that they're going through in all their songs. Um, and they're, they're, they're phenomenal songwriters and, and the, the lead singer, Taylor Goldsmith is a great lyricist and a great singer. Um, good folk rock. If you like, like Jackson Brown kind of stuff. Um, but, but the last album, good, good luck with whatever hit me because all of those songs are, uh, are me, me, especially the, the last song on the album is, is really good and sort of hits all those same notes. So I'll, I'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> For me, it's not as much an album, but there's two separate songs from two separate artists that like really hit me. One I just found out really hit me when I was food shopping yesterday, and then the other one has always like really gotten me. Um, so the one that's always gotten me is uh, "See You Again" from Wiz Khalifa. It's the uh, it's the song that uh, came out with uh, "Furious 7, the Fast and Furious Seventh movie. Um, it was about, it was for and in memory of Paul Walker because he passed away during the filming. And like that song is just like, it's a nice sweet song. And it's like, it's, a, it's an in memory song. And I always remember all of anyone who's ever passed away whenever I watch that, like mm-hmm. anyone in my life that I've lost and not even specifically passed away, but also lost touch with in general. And that, like, it always just gets me kind of like emotional. And I'm like, this is just a really solid good sad but also happy song um the other one is on the completely different side of the spectrum but it makes me remember my childhood and when times were happier and that is chop suey from system of a down <laughs> oh that album is so, so very different. different yeah i was gonna say that, that, a great song great album that song makes you happy no that song <laughs> i it like i started to get emotional when i was oh, listening okay, to it right. the other day okay and I was just like, holy fuck, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? It makes me remember my childhood. It makes me remember when times were like easier, but it also like it has a good, strong, like, uh, uh, like, um, what's the word? Uh, message that is trying to portray. Yeah. And it's just like, this is a fantastic song. Uh, uh, that song is beautiful it's yeah. i don't mm-hmm. i don't think we it gets enough credit for like how gorgeous it is like yeah in, in that because it came out around the same time it gets lumped in with like the chocolate starfish kind of music and like yeah. lincoln park but like that song that system of a down makes gorgeous music mm-hmm. like it's just beautiful yeah. uh it, it has like it's very heavy but like if you like not to be like pretentious about it but if you really listen to it and like Serge tankian's voice it's just like gorgeous yeah, it's just so full and nice. They have, yeah, they have a lot is. more color and a lot more range to them than your average like new metal band. Yeah, um, because of like they, they add all the Middle Eastern you know elements to it, like the strings and like the sitar yeah. and the the, yeah. the the two vocalists. Uh, you know, Darren the, the Malakian, dueling, Darren Malakian, who sounds like a freaking you know elf, but uh, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. he's a perfect complement to like Serge's super bombastic voice. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. they had a lot of elements that like it, Static X like, didn't have. And and Serge's <laughs> voice itself is like when he does the operatic stuff, it's so beautiful too. Like yeah. it's so good. They're, that it band is. is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Great band. But yeah, gone too soon. Yeah, absolutely. Any other pieces of art that have been immensely uh, influential? Not for eyes. No, we hit a I lot. I mean, of obviously, like, there, there's a lot of things, but yeah. I think the album that I spoke about is probably the yeah. best. Mm-hmm. I love the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, but that's not really impactful. That just always puts me in a good mood. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So yep. emotional. 
Yeah, it's good. All right, Tim, what is our last question? Our final question for this evening from Grace Riley. What candle scent best describes you? We have a lot of maple pecan pancake uh, type of scents in the house as far as candles are concerned. <laughs> I don't know if that best describes me, but that's like my favorite scent of candle. Mm-hmm. I like floral scents of candles, but, but I looked up uh, some candle scents and there, <laughs> there's one called WAP. Oh, and there's WAP smells like what? there's some hose in this house. It's a it's a There's soy candle in this house, and I'm gonna holes. say that is what uh, that that oh, is no. what that's what describes me the most. It uh, smells like hoe, there's some hose in this house. A hoe in this house. Oh boy! <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I yeah. don't either, really. I think I just said it and hoped for the best. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. this works. Fingers crossed. Oh boy. Uh. How about you, Tim? What candle would you smell like? What candle best describes uh, you? I don't. I, I was gonna say, is there a funny smelling one? But that implies I smell funny, and not that I am funny. <laughs> uh, circle back to me because I want to find the one that I know exists. Oh, it's lavender vanilla is my real answer. That's my favorite smell. Mm. It's just so good. It makes me, it calms me down. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That's my favorite smell. So that's one, that's the one that really embodies me. I'm not a super calm person, but it's my, it's aspirational. Got it. That scent is aspirational. Trying to wish it into existence. Yeah, exactly. Rich, what uh, candle scent describes you? Uh, So there's this uh, company called Cantrip Candles. They make like nerd based fantasy candles. And they have one that's called Gold Wheat Bakery. It's supposed to smell like a bakery. Um, that would probably be me because I love sweets. I love bread, even though I can't eat a lot of it. Um, <laughs> but like, even the description sounds awesome. It's like uh, any citizen can guarantee to wake up in a wonderful smell of baked bread coming from Gold Wheat Bakery. Rising before the sun, bakers work to create the most crisp and fresh goods to sell. Flour sifts through the air, twinkling in the sunlight through the window. As you peruse the selection of breads, be sure to note the delicate pastries designed to look like little monsters. It like this candle company is really cool, and mm-hmm. I just I want a I wanted to kind of plug them because they're a smaller business, and b I just want to my house to smell like a bakery. But also, if uh, Old Spice could just make a candle for Bear Glove, the deodorant that I use, <laughs> that's my scent. <laughs> Bear Glove. What does Bear Glove smell like? I don't know. But the the image of the thing has two bears fighting, and it smells good, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. it does Fair smell enough. good. Fair yeah. enough. Can confirm. <laughs> uh, any other candle scents best uh, exemplifies uh, you? For Rich, or we go no, back, to me. Oh. back to you. Timmy. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with uh, Yankee Candle has one called Midsummer's Night. I defined it because I couldn't remember exactly what it was called. Uh its description is an intoxicating and masculine blend of musk, patchouli, I think I said that right, sage, and mahogany cologne. So I don't get the, uh, the, the I don't like the description of musk, because musk to me always smells musk. terrible. Like, it's just like, musk is just like, that guy hasn't showered in a while and he smells gross. That's yeah, like, like, but he's a man. He smells like a man. He smells That's like what a musk man. Is. 
Yeah, it's weird because like Musk in its in and of itself shouldn't necessarily like if you have a particular Musk, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I've never heard somebody say, uh, "Oh, it's 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 kind of musky in here," and the other person go, "Why? Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a well, thing. I, it's it's kind of like uh, you were talking last uh, last session, Matt, with your wine, where it, like gave it the mineral tasting. Yes, and you were like, you would never expect mineral to be something that's good. No, and it's it's not necessarily. Like in a vacuum, a bad thing. But like when you tell me my drink tastes minerally, I'm going to be like, yeah. I, and I paid for this? Excuse me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Matt, Matt also thought that it meant like it tasted like dirt. <laughs> well, yeah. And guess what? Wasn't wrong. <laughs> Was not wrong. Um, all right. Those are the, the questions, correct, Tim? That is it. That is the end of our line of questioning. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have a take, an idea, a closing thought, anything they want to send the listeners away with this week? I have one if no one else does, but I Audio don't champ. care enough. <laughs> okay. Let's let us as so my let's take imagine. is that as let's <laughs> let's imagine for a second. Imagine a world. Let's say that we as men need it's our responsibility to make spaces for people who aren't white men. So that's that's my take, is that it's our responsibility. Like when people are like, you know, women's sports don't get enough coverage it's like they're expecting the women to make their sports more profitable but it's like it's our responsibility as guys to do that for them to carve out spaces for them because traditionally they haven't existed so i've just been like very frustrated seeing i've been seeing a lot of the circular arguments of like women's sports specifically women's sports aren't profitable that's why they're not shown and then it's like well they're not profitable because you don't show them. It's not one does not beget the other. And it's just kind of like goes in that circle forever. Mm-hmm. And that's very frustrating to me. And so I'm, I've just been like really kind of folk, like really kind of looking inwards, like, well, where does the, where does the kind of impetus for change lie? And it's with us, like mm-hmm. with people like us who are, we, we have all the power in these situations. So it's like, well, they would be more profitable if you just said, okay, well, instead of showing, like, we're going to show the women's football league instead of the, I, I mean, I think it's like, or like women's soccer instead of the men's soccer. Women's soccer, which is uh, like objectively better than men's soccer. Are are the USA so- women's soccer team objectively much better than the men's? <laughs> like, just yeah. in oh, terms yeah, of, that, that, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm, but like, it's so, it's, you just have to put the effort in. We have to put, we have to put extra effort in that doesn't benefit us in order for the equity that we want to see. Like, you can't just say, oh, I wish, you know, I wish mm-hmm. that women's soccer brought in as much money as men. It's like, okay, well, then we as men have to allow it to do that. We can't just be complacent. We have to make the extra effort. And I understand that it's very difficult to do that, to be like, as a man, to do something that is not going to benefit us at all. And in fact, might hurt us a little bit in terms of like the profitability of men's sports if you're like well now we're gonna have an equal share obviously the men's sport is either gonna co- it's either gonna come down or the women's is gonna go up to it but more likely it's just gonna equal out in some kind of middle ground mm-hmm. and so it's i understand that it's difficult but i think it's something we have to do and we have to stop pretending mm-hmm. like the men the men's sports are the end all be all to sports and we have yeah. to give recognition these women are doing doing the work Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good different. Take, yeah. It's different, but it's important. It's, it's a good take, and and I, I want to emphasize this point, uh, which I, I think 
accents your take as well. Like the absolutely the, the, the like the WNBA, for example, is is gaining in popularity over the last couple of years, and you see mm-hmm. like a lot of like NBA commentators and personalities online extolling the virtues of the WNBA, and there there are some immensely like great teams and talents in the WNBA and it's a very it's an entertaining variation of the sport that is the thing though like like the the framing of it as like a a sacrifice like like that that men need to watch it it's just a different way of playing the game yeah. like that's it's the, it's, that's the it's thing. not slam dunks it's going to be different but like in the same way that you know watching women's tennis is not the same exact thing as watching men's tennis it's a slightly different game uh, but it's also immensely entertaining, yeah. uh, and and the women's tennis and women's tennis players and like like Serena Williams is is much more successful and much more dominant in her sport than any individual men's tennis player has been, mm-hmm. uh, excluding like maybe Roger Federer. Uh, same thing with women's soccer. Like it's just it's slightly different, and that's not it does not necessarily mean that it is worse. It just means that it is a it's a it's chocolate and vanilla. It's it's just it's, a different way of doing the mm-hmm. sport. It, generally, it seems like men's the men's versions of sports are more just like high octane, like in, incredibly in your face, like score, score, score. It's and this is across the board in any sport, but it, it's the and it, and the women's sports by contrast are more about strategy and like the game and gamesmanship, and like actually playing the game because you have like in. In the in the men's on the men's side of basketball, even you have like a bunch of giant dudes who are like just freaks of nature and yeah. just absolutely destroying everything. But it, on the women's side, it's more about the strategy of the game and playing as it's meant to be played. It is it's different, and I think mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that we've kind of failed is trying to uh, market them as the same, and it's just it's not. It's just objectively not, but it doesn't mean it's worse. It's just different. And like, yeah. like you said, it's just a different, it's a different flavor. Yeah. To your point, Sean, I mean, like, like in the NBA, like in the WNBA, there are dominant players. There's like Elena Deladon mm-hmm. is a dominant player. Um, uh, Sue Bird is, is not dominant anymore, but she's one of the greatest women's players of all time. She's still playing now at age like 40. Uh, you know, there are, there are great players, but like in the NBA, you can get away with you have no offense and like you have no strategy. You can get away with just being like, all right, LeBron James, uh, you're six foot nine, 260 pounds. Just bully everybody and get a point, uh, which is which is very entertaining to see sometimes. Um, but you don't have that in mm-hmm. there's not you don't have that in women's basketball. Like it's simply you don't have that that dynamic is required to play that kind of strategy get open shots hit threes like good low post game good fundamentals which a lot of like old school sports dudes love to hear it's like i want a guy who knows how to play with fundamentals a guy who plays the game the right way (laughs) you know who does that (laughs) most women's basketball players most women's soccer players like Mm -hmm. it's just you know you could it's it's as you as you said john is just a different spin on the same sport exactly yeah yeah and that this point can be used not just in sports. Like I don't want to belittle your point. No, no, but, no. But like it can also be used politically and, and socially. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, like for instance, voting third party. Third party doesn't get numbers because they don't get shown. They don't get shown because they don't get numbers. Well, maybe we need to change that. Like, yeah, your point is absolutely valid, and I love it. But it's not just no, no, like, no. It it's not just used. sports. Sports is just the yeah. thing that I've been thinking about recently. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and third part, the third party thing came to mind for me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ob- obviously, I I spoke mostly about women, but this is this. It's across the board. Like 
in sports like golf, we need to you need to carve spaces for you know people of color, black people, mm-hmm. indigenous people, and like people who aren't in that kind of heteronormative space. You like it's it's across the board. It's easiest to to kind of yeah. nail down with women, but uh, I just think. Uh, yeah, but you're right. In in, yeah. in politics, what is it like? I don't. Was like fourteen percent or something of the of the house is women, and like, but like fifty percent of them are of people in the United States are women. So right, it's like yeah. we're not actually representing our population. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. I like that take. Yeah. Good. Good. Good sports yeah. take, man. Take a Love step it. back, guys. Yeah. You enjoy Love both, it. and listen, man. More options for sports are a objectively it's, good thing. It is. You're <laughs> yeah. right. You're yeah. right. If you, if you are sports bro, dude, and you are out there saying things that like I do that says uh, like we like sports and we don't care a nose from Wimbledon to the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> then having more options is always a good thing. Because if just, you it, like, if the only NBA game on nights, oh great, I don't want to watch you know Thunder spurs like for whatever reason like it's just boring that's not a good example but like two crappy teams like i don't want yeah. to watch like the hawks and the 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 grizzlies or something like that you want to watch that maybe there's like an immensely entertaining WNB game maybe it's like you know the, the sparks and the liberty this is a terrible thing but i forget if the new york liberty are still a team i think they are uh oh washington, washington mystics washington mystics are, are a team they just mm-hmm. won the title recently um like yeah you want to watch that game do that like, 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 like there's more options are always a good thing just, just think when when they when the NBA came back from the bubble, we could have had twice as many games on per day because we would have had the WNBA on as well. Yeah. I, I genuinely, and this is so this is like my you know my new my new thing is like I genuinely like to watch the women play in frisbee golf because they're playing a different game than the dudes who can throw six hundred feet. Like it doesn't matter. Like they're just those dudes are. It's fun to watch guys do that sometimes mm-hmm. but it's also fun to watch like people play fucking golf like mm-hmm. just play yeah. the game like it's yeah. it's that's fun too and it's just we need to make we it's the real take is just like we as men especially white men need to put the effort in to open up this open up these sports spaces and politics spaces and spaces in general to women like we have we have to be like okay this tournament's just going to be for women and we'll we'll set it up and we'll run it because we we as men lend whether warranted or not we lend kind of credence to it and legitimacy and so you know we have to do the work and we're not right now we're it's getting better uh mm-hmm. for sure but i think we have to do the work and it's hard because it's not benefiting us directly so yeah sure yeah. And it's just it's also just what you're familiar with. Like, it's the same yep. reason like, you know, women like in sports casting, like people are like, oh, I don't like this woman's voice. It's like, well, yeah, it's because you've been you've grown up on, you know, Al Michaels and like every, all these dudes who just sound less say like, you know, welcome. You are looking live here at Lincoln Financial Field like you're used to that. And so you think that's what a sportscaster is supposed to sound like or that's mm-hmm. what a sport is supposed to look like and things like that. It's just it's what you're comfortable with. That does not necessarily mean it's the only uh, thing that is good and you know so uh, good yeah. take sean good take man awesome. thank you people want to see more of your takes on twitter where can they find you at hey it's sob how about you rich at b underscore one and how about you tim at tim r hansen 
And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Brose Podcast and on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Um, our show can be subscribed to on many major podcasting platforms. All of them, some would say. Many people are saying, um, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, huge thanks again, and as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Uh, you can find her work on Etsy.com and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. And you can find his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's up with PodQuest these days? Uh, check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. Uh, unless the PS3 ships early, I really don't know what to plug. Um, but we the PS3 have shipped a long time ago. All right. PS5, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, unless that ships early, uh, it comes out in two days. Um, we may have unboxing videos. I doubt it, but just check us out. We talk about nerd shit. Nerd shit. I That's actually have shit. I have a plug that I completely forgot about. Hey, oh. So, if you wanna, if you're like really bored and want to see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about frisbee golf, you can really, follow. really selling it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can you can check me out at Ob Disc Golf on YouTube, on Twitter, Ob oh, underscore yeah. Disc Golf on Instagram because that was Ob Disc Golf was taken. You can find me at those places. I just videotape my rounds and kind of go through what's going on. Oh hell and yeah! And also, I have some uh, a, a one single disc review, uh, so you can check that out too. Do you have a GoPro that you play with? No, I just use my phone. Oh, <laughs> and nice. Let me tell you, I'm not great at it, but <laughs> I do I do work. Good deal, man. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. Nice, dude. Getting out there, getting out there mm-hmm. in the content content generation world. Yep, got to generate that content all yeah. day, every day. Dude, down there in the content mines, just mining that content. Just mining content. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe when we eventually get when we eventually get a website up, we'll we'll link to that as well. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. Hasta luego. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Moves. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. I don't wanna.